What's going on, guys? I want to thank TopNotchOdds.com. TopNotchOdds, great new online sportsbook, growing fast for good reason. Now, if you have a couple sportsbooks you already like to use online, great. I always recommend adding one more. It's only going to help if you shop around different websites to make your bets, right? If you if you're just making one, if you're, if you're just making your sports bets on one, one website, you're going to lose a lot of money over the long run because you're just buying from them. I, I guarantee you, if you look at one football game across three or four different websites, you're going to get drastically different prices. Uh, or, or basketball game, or hockey game, or tennis match, whatever it is, it varies greatly book to book, website to website. So if you don't have three, four different books to shop around at, you're doing yourself a disservice and you will lose money in the long run. And if you are going to add a sports book, I highly recommend making that book topnotchodds.com. Get your money in easy, get your money out easy, lots of live bets, lots of bets before the game, pretty much everything every other book has gotten wrong in the past, Top Notch Odds has gotten right. Put in promo code SHARPEDGE and get up to a 200% deposit bonus online topnotchodds.com promo code sharpedge what's going on welcome into the sharp angle podcast on today's show nhl monday let's do it this is the sharp angle every day on your favorite podcast player all right, on today's show, we're going to uh, quickly go through backup goaltenders, how to handicap backup goalies in the NHL, and we'll wrap up today's show by giving you guys my updated top five in my power rankings. But backup goaltenders, they seem to be all the rage this time of year. And for outlets like ESPN, who don't really seem to cover hockey that well, uh, they can go crazy over some guys. It's just like, what are you guys talking about? What's going on here? So I thought we'd use this as an opportunity to talk about backup goalies, how to accurately handicap these guys, when to properly react and when to not overreact when you're seeing good stats. And let's start right there because a lot of backup goalies do have good stats, but let's remember a couple things. Starters get more games and starters get more important games. Again, I'll repeat that. Starting goalies are going to get more games and starting goalies are going to get more important games. So at the end of the season, it's just tougher to get better stats when there's more games. That's just given in any anything where you're talking about statistics or math or numbers. If you have more of anything, it's tough to be great. That's why Tom Brady being great for almost 20 years now is so unbelievable. Any quarterback like Tim Tebow can come into the NFL and be good for a season or two. Can you do it for two decades? Sustainability, the... Uh, when you start to accumulate numbers and start to accumulate data, that is when you really start to identify things in teams, players, so on and so forth. So for goalies, w- when you see, again, really good stats without that many games played, you start to say, okay. And it is different team by team. Some goalie or some backups just have it easier than other backups. If you're on the New York Islanders and you are, I would say right now, Semyon Varlamov probably looked at as their backup, he's playing pretty much every other night. That's much different than a Pavel Francouz who is backing up for the Colorado Avalanche. So all backup goalies are not created equal. And when you're talking about judging backup goalies, you don't have your starters and your backups. I just have one fluid list. Right now, even though Darcy Kemper for the uh, Arizona Coyotes did get injured last week, I have him and Antti Ranta both on Arizona, 
and certainly in my top 20 for goaltenders. Arizona has two starting goalies on their on their roster. And in Carolina, they have two goalies who are questionable to start in the NHL. So it is one fluid list. And you're going to have some teams who have very, very good goaltenders, some teams who don't. And so don't think of splitting backups and starters into two different categories. That's not really the case. Some teams have a, have a, an embarrassment of riches goalies. Some teams just don't. Some teams play much better defense in front of their goalies to allow better numbers. Some teams just don't. So remember that when you're evaluating goalies, that starters get more games. They get tougher games. So you almost have to be tougher when you're grading and evaluating starting goalies. Let's talk about uh, uh, Pavel Francouz. I think it's a really good example here. He's the backup for the Colorado Avalanche. He was forced into action a couple weeks ago when there was an injury to Colorado's starter, uh, uh, Grubauer. So Francouz really has a good season of uh, a good uh, season of stats so far, right? Mid-December, I mean, these are all-star type of numbers. He's got a 14 GSAA, which is good for 6 in the NHL, and let's quickly talk about GSAA, going to go down a path here. For those who are interested in advanced analytics or for those who handicap hockey, GSAA um, it is a metric saying how many goals, better or worse, you are than the average goalie. So for for, for uh, Pavel Francouz, uh, 14 GSAA implies that in his games this season, in all of his scenarios and all of his shots he's faced, he has saved 14 more goals than the average goaltender would have saved in those same scenarios. So he's having a good year. And these are advanced analytics. These are not just plain stats. These are advanced numbers. So you have to kind of trust some of these numbers, but I'm here to rain on a lot of people's parade who like to use GSAA. Hockey stats are weird. Hockey stats are very, very different. They're kept by the home statistician. They're different team by team, arena by arena. Some people who classify high danger shots, high danger, you wouldn't get that the same from other statisticians. So hockey is a very weird sport when you're looking at data. When you look at different websites, this becomes very apparent when you're talking about GSAA. This is probably just the most apparent stat, but this exists across the, the world of hockey. Right now, type in on your computer or phone, advanced goalie statistics NHL, and you're going to get a lot of different results. Click on a couple different ones. Click on CorsicaHockey.com. Click on icydata.com, icydata.com. Uh, there, there's multiple. You can even go to uh, hockeyreference.com. There's a lot of websites that have GSAA publicly available. But if you start looking around website to website, you'll quickly realize one thing. These stats are not the same. Okay, these GSAA stats are all different. There's different ways of keeping them. Some websites, some people keep them different than other websites and other people. It's not like ERA in baseball, where you can go to any website and get the same ERA for the same picture. GSAA is drastically different website to website, uh, uh, source to source. So, folks, this is why it's so important to, to trust the sources that you get your data from, to keep your own data when possible. It's If you just use one website, if you just go to CorsicaHockey.com and always use their GSAA, you are going to get very, very, very different handicaps than if you're going to ICData.com and using their handicaps or and using their GSAA and their data. So 
I would use an accumulation and I would just be aware of the fact that hockey data is not all created equal. And hockey data is very, very tough to come by in a uniform matter. Even shots on goal vary website to website. So this is very, very, very uh, frustrating when you have a living that relies on accurate numbers and relies on these numbers being real and being true and being something that can help you. And when you realize, it, when you do these deep dives for hockey, you realize these numbers hurt you. And that if you're really, really not doing your homework and you're only doing maybe half homework and only going to a couple websites, that could actually in the long run hurt you because you're not getting correct data or you may be getting wrong data over and over and over again. So I just wanted to make that clear and put that out there as something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. GSAA, it's crazy how how wildly different it is website to website, and you have to, have to, have to be aware of that if you're going to handicap hockey and bet hockey. So let's get back to Pablo Francuz. Uh, he has a 14 GSAA, which would imply that he is probably a top 10 goalie in the league this year. That has him sixth overall in the NHL. Here's the issue. You look back the last couple of seasons, and you start to see a trend here with the Colorado Avalanche. Last year, their starter, Semyon Varlamov, well, he didn't have that great of a season, but that backup, Grubauer, man, Phil Grubauer can play. So what do the Avs do? They ship Varlamov off uh, to New York. They give Grubauer the starting job and give Pavel Francouz the backup. Well, what are we seeing this year? Grubauer struggling, the backups excelling, Are you noticing a bit of a trend here in Colorado? You think it may not be the goalie, and you think it might just be the style Colorado plays, how they're aggressive, play open ice. It may not be the easiest to be a starting goalie for the Avs. But then the backup gets in, and there's that collective push that we talked about earlier in the show, that collective effort. Hey, guys, Groob's out tonight. We got this rookie in, Pavel Francouz. Let, let, let's play a little bit better defense tonight. Let, let's get a little bit more aggressive. Let's finish those checks. Let's make sure we're winning those faceoffs in our end, right? There's more of that team effort that goes into it when you get the backups playing. So I think that when you say, hey, start Frank Hughes, start, back up, uh, put Grubauer on the bench, we, it's everyone who doesn't understand hockey overreacting. Everyone who picks up a spreadsheet, opens up a website, and sees the GSAA or sees some data overreacting. Starters get more games. Starters get more important games. And over the course of a season, you are going to get guys like this. It's not bad to have a backup goalie. And as I said, we may not classify Pablo Francouz as a backup goalie at the end of the year. But right now, let's pump the brakes. Starting anybody over a Grubauer. And let's understand what it means to be a backup in your, in your scenario, your certain situations. I think a lot of us want to compare the starter and the backup apples to apples, and that's just not fair. And, and look, we're not here to, to really worry about fair because at the end of the day, the bank account is what we're worried about, and fair doesn't give a shit if we are, or the bank account doesn't give a shit if we're being fair or not. But I think that what I'm trying to say is when you're being fair with the numbers, you're going to give yourself accurate data, which allows yourself to accurately project these games. So you can't get too biased one way or the other. You have to try and stay as even as you can for both teams, try and understand for both goalies, try and understand that a backup, even if he has really good stats, really good data, it may not mean he's having a really good season. 
All right, before we wrap the show up with the top five in my power rankings, want to let everyone know, if you're looking for picks this year, uh, it's the turn of the new year, whether it's hockey, soccer, football in the NFL playoffs, or, of course, some uh, college games in the playoffs and the championship. Uh, I've got a good pick investing service for you. If you guys like to buy picks, spend a few bucks to get a professional's picks, this is only $10 for the month of January. It's Pick Management Sports Investing Services, and you can find them on PicksCity.com. Again, that's Picks Management Sports Investing Services, PicksCity.com. It's only $10 for the month of January. All right, let's get into it. My top five in the NHL. All right, number five, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And they have been so good through injury. And that's a theme, I think, with my power rankings. I don't overreact too much to injury. Now, you have to react to injury. And if you get a couple guys who are banged up on any given team, these ratings are live. So you have to, of course, react, but we don't want to overreact. And Pittsburgh had a lot of injuries these last couple weeks. Sidney Crosby out. Uh, their starting goalie didn't play very well. This backup, Tristan Jari, is playing out of his skin. But they overcame so much these last couple of weeks, still staying atop their their division, still really a contender, or at least in that contender conversation. Once they get healthy, watch out for Pittsburgh. They're playing very good defense as well. Pittsburgh, number five in my rankings. I think they deserve it. Number four. The Washington Capitals. And I talked about them. I've been talking about them all year long, how I think the thing about Washington that's so impressive this year is how they're playing better defense. Now, the defense isn't great. I have them rated right about an average defense. I actually think I have Washington ranked 16th overall defensively right there, pretty much average in the league. But this is all they needed to do for the last couple of years. Braden Holby is having a career season. I mean... The goaltending is just great this year in Washington, but it's just a little bit of defending, which is taking them over the top. And that's what I've been saying forever. If Washington can just get an average defense out there, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. They have, and they are. All right, number three in the NHL, I have the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado, like Pittsburgh, has overcome a lot of injuries this season, and they've just kind of stayed true to the course. Uh, best first line in the NHL. Uh, we just kind of talked about Paul Francouz and how I don't think he's necessarily in the conversation to replace Grubauer as starter. He's a good backup, and the Avs are lucky to have a guy like that for backup. So I think that all of the red flags for the season, well, yeah, the Avs are good. If they can only solve the goaltender issue, no, that seems to be solved for me. They're playing great defense. Kale McCarr has been hurt for a couple weeks, and the defense has actually gotten better without him, which is not a testament or not against Cal McCarr, but it's saying how good this defense is around McCarr. Once he comes back, watch out. Plus, I heard Colorado's actually trying to add another defender before the trade deadline. If they do, man, this team is going to be a serious contender. But Colorado, already a serious contender, number three overall, and I think they absolutely deserve that spot. All right, number two in my rankings, they have not moved. The New York Islanders, this is the best defense in the NHL. Barry Trotz, the best coach in the NHL. And they have two of the best goaltenders right now in the National Hockey League. I do believe that Semyon Varlamov, who was traded there to be the starter, has regressed. I believe he has kind of worked his way to that backup role. And Thomas Grice should now be looked at as number one in New York. But they're scoring. They're getting goals. They're 9-3 and three in overtime and shootouts. So watch out once you get to extra time. But the Islanders, number two overall. 
And number one in my ratings, how can you argue with the Boston Bruins? What do they do poorly? I can't find much at all. They defend well. They score. Great goalies. I love their coaching staff. Like them on the penalty kill. Like them on the power play. I like Boston right now. I know they've had some ups and downs. And if you look at some different websites, some different power rankings, they may go with the ebbs and flows of the season for Boston. I'm not. I have Boston by far my number one team. And let's also remember, Boston's talking about adding one more second-line winger before the trade deadline. I mean, can the rich get any richer in Boston if they do get one more player? I thought they were going to get Taylor Hall. I mean, it would essentially have been over. We're waving the flag if they get Taylor Hall. But Boston, number one overall, and they have had a great season so far. They're playing good hockey. All right, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening, and good luck, everyone, tonight, tomorrow. Happy holiday season. Today's Festivus, by the way. So for all my Seinfeld fans out there, happy Festivus. I hope the airing of grievances went well, and good luck tonight in the feats of strength. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player.